Hello and welcome to the Cabin 3 podcast. I'm your host Sam Stewart and you're with me in Cabin 3. Now firstly a few bits of housekeeping. My apologies, uh, I'm a little bit bunged up. My eyes are red raw from the sun cream I've been slapping on today. I've been in and out of the water all day and I'm just having a bit of a crisis. So the quality of my vocals may not be top form, but I'll tell you what, the quality of the content is top form and always will be here at Cabin 3. I'd like to thank all my new listeners. We're actually growing quite well. Had my first Chinese listener. It's pretty cool. I can see the stats. Um, So I have had a Chinese listener. Now, realistically, I did get excited, but realistically, uh, I feel like they maybe clicked on it by mistake. So I'm sorry for wasting your time. Go back to what you're doing. But thank you to everyone else. Uh, It's really... A lot of positivity is floating around this thing. Saw a friend in Monaco yesterday and he told me he looks forward to every episode, which he's probably the only person that does, but uh, hey, it's a win. And then was randomly texted by an old friend from a boat four years ago who has found the podcast. So, hey, here we go. Right, let's crack on with this week's episode. It's the Olympic special. Yep. At the time of this recording, it's July 24th, 2019, it will mark one year to the kickoff of the Tokyo and Japan Olympics. And let me tell you guys, I cannot wait. I love the Olympics. I think it's great. It's such a spectacle from get from the get-go. I love the show at the start, all the way through. There are some events I don't like, but we're going to delve deep into it. I'm going to give you some fun facts, some of my favourite events, my least favourite events and reasons why. And then I'm also going to throw in some new events that I've created in my beautiful mind, which I feel like would add a lot and, and bring a lot to the spectacle that is the Olympics. Of course, we've got a boat update. Where are we in the world? Well, you'll have to listen and find out. A few little uh, insider stories from uh, this trip we've been on. It's got some good ones, some crackers. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I do promise you, this is the last week we'll be talking sport, um, and then we'll get into some cool, hot topics, maybe some stories from the past. But uh, yeah, enjoy this week's episode of Cabin Now, what can I tell you about the Olympic Games? Well, I've got some fun facts here. Some are good, some are a bit of a letdown. Uh, But we'll just start with the basics to get us going, really. This is Tokyo's third time to be awarded the Summer Games. First time was in 1940, but was cancelled due to the war. And uh, second time was 1964. Interestingly, though, in 1964, Tokyo was also the first city to hold the Paralympic Games. So it's going to be holding that for the second time. Very, uh, very inspirational, the Paralympic Games. I find it incredible. I still don't really truly understand how some of these athletes are able to do what they can do. It's It boggles my mind. We'll get into that later. But on with the fun facts. Tokyo is going to be hosting five new sports. Karate, skateboarding, sport climbing, surfing, and uh, baseball slash softball. Not sure how I feel about the baseball and softball. Bit of a fun fact here. Wow, fun fact inception. A fact within a fact. Got to be a first. Did you know baseball on average lasts about three hours, three and a half hours? The ball is in play or slash moving in the game for a total of nine minutes during the three and a half hours. Mental. People think it's a great sport, but I need more balls to be moving for it to be a good sport. Now, for this fact... 
I'm going to cause some controversy because some people will think this is uh, a good thing, but I'm, uh, here's my take on it. So it's going to be the greenest gold medals ever. About 5,000 medals will be made out of recycled old cell phones. Okay. Um, now, I don't know about you, but if I've been training, say I'm a marathon runner, pretty hard event, right? Pretty draining. I've been training four years, okay? Four years of those early mornings, training day in, day out, mile after mile after mile, right? Come to the Olympics, my whole life's been building for this moment. I run the marathon, yeah? Cracking time, maybe a PB, Olympic record. I get the gold for my country, for my country. I've got the flag on my back. I've got a gold medal. I want a gold medal. I don't want some old Nokia or, you know, the ribbon to be made out of a plastic straw. I want a bloody gold medal with silk ribbon around it. You've worked your ass off and they're telling me, sorry, mate, you've got one of the old Nokia 3310s in your gold medal. I mean, like, I know we should save the planet and all, but, I mean, come on, it's a medal. They don't just give them out. It's one medal. Four years. Oh, I don't know. I, not sure about that, guys. Not sure about that. Uh, Tokyo has more than 5,000 sushi bars to welcome Olympic visitors. Yep, sign me up. Love sushi. I love a wakame. Oh, the seaweed. Uh, 882 rail stations within which 202 subway stations will easily transfer guests to... Oh, that's the transport list. Sorry, I thought that was a fact. That's just the transport details. Okay, so that's going to do it for fun facts. Um, I hope you enjoyed those. Let's just get straight into the events, guys. This is, let's get the meat of the uh, Olympics. Cabin right, my favourite events. First one, bit of a cliche. It's got to be the 100 metres, hasn't it? You know, it's the one everyone looks forward to. It's the main event. The big doll! Everyone loves it. All nine seconds. Weird how it's become the, the most popular event, and it's over so quick. But it's still... Oh, the nerves before, the excitement when it starts, and the impress and the just amazement when it's done. Ooh, it's a good little write-up, that. Yeah, I think it's great. I do always uh, struggle to understand why they can't just start properly. And by that I mean you train for four years and you still false start. You know the rules, guys. Ready, set, and then the gun, right? But for some reason they're like, oh, oh I've got to beat the gun. You don't have to beat the gun. You have to beat the other eight guys on the track with you, or however many it is, right? Why are you false starting? You've trained four years. I honestly think they don't train the start enough. They're training on they're in the gym. They're smashing out the squats. You know, they're working on the, their form running, their stride length. They duck even when they finish. I just don't think... I think they get to the uh, end of the four years, the Olympics, like... Shit, we didn't do any starts! And they've forgotten how to start. That's why they're false starting. I could be wrong. I feel like they probably do uh, train the starts. But, you know, it's the same with the 4x100. Another great event. I love it. But you're telling me you've trained for four years and you still can't pass a foot-long metal baton to the guy in front of you. You know. And they're like, oh, it's the nerves. It's the nerves of the race. A waiter serving a celebrity isn't going to be like dropping the wine glass as he passes it to them you just do it it's basics they've got to get better but uh this may come as a surprise as uh, another event that i love 
and it's the uh, the Taekwondo. Yeah, bit of a weird one. I'm going to go on a digression here and explain why I love it. And uh, maybe you'll grow to love it as well and watch it in the Tokyo Olympics. It was the summer 2016, Rio Olympics was on. I had the summer off work, I wasn't working, I was living a life of a bum. Uh, my parents were away at, uh, I think they were in Bulgaria. And I was at home just watching the Olympics. I had the BBC coverage on, and fair play to the BBC, they can cover the Olympics. I was watching all sorts, all sorts of weird and wonderful events. Uh, it was a Friday. I text my best mate, Ollie. I was like, Ollie, do you want to come for a barbecue? Now, I don't know if you've ever come to one of my barbecues, but uh, it can go one of three ways. Okay? You can come round, have a couple of burgers, have a beer, and then he can go home, you can go home, and that's it. Early night, 10 o'clock finish, right? Uh, the second way, you can come round, have a burger, a few beers, play some table tennis, and then a few nightcaps, right? Or you can have the third way, which is what happened on that Friday, 2016. You can come round, have a few burgers, have a few beers, get a few bottles of rum, play some rum pong, bottle of vodka. Ended up walking around the village till 4am. I fell asleep in a skip. I threw my neighbour's bin in the river. And then I woke up in a pool of sick in my bedroom. With no recollection of what went on, I found a corrugated iron fencing panel in my garden. We'd chopped down the tree, and it was the greatest night of my life. So that was the barbecue we had. Um, the next day, I was in a hell of a state. Oh, it was awful. The worst hangover. I'm not a big rum drinker. It just sends me loopy. Um, but finishing off a bottle of rum, it just finished me off, basically. Uh, so Ollie had gone home, I'd collapsed on the sofa, I'd managed to get some water in me, a little bit of scrambled egg, and uh, I was on the sofa for the rest of the day basically. Put TV on, right, Claire Bolden, beautiful Claire Bolden comes on, she's like, today we've got the men's middleweight taekwondo final, and I was like, oh, might give that a go. Lenaro Mohammed, uh, the GB men's competitor was in the final going for gold he won bronze at the London Olympics so I thought oh you know that's right that'll that's easy watching really isn't it nice easy watching stick it on and I was just completely engrossed oh, it's unbelievable I'm not a big fighter fan not a big boxing fan ah uh, none of this UFC hate WWE but that's not fighting it's acting um but no I was engrossed and it was the it was so sad. It came down to like the last two seconds, and Lenara Mohammed got hit in the head, and he lost by I think one or two points, and he got silver. But that taekwondo kept me alive that day. That just just clinging on to the hope of life because I was in a hell of a state. That hangover was around for about four days. You know. It was still going when the velodrome events were going, and that's like way into the Olympics. Um, but Taekwondo, guys, if you've not seen it before, I do recommend. It's brilliant. Fencing as well. They've got they've got bloody swords. I mean, what? Where can you go wrong? Any kind of event, and you stick a weapon in. Clay shooting's great. Get a gun. You know, you can't go wrong. All these little finicky little events, I actually really enjoy. 
Um, but let's move on to my least favourite events. And weirdly, least favourite, we're going to stay with the martial art trend. Judo. Judo, judo, judo. What a load of bollocks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for really swearing. It's crap, right? For someone like me, it's got crippling OCD. My OCDs with clothes are not like fashion style because I have none. It's about having things in check. Someone with the shoelaces undone walking. Oh my god, right? The back of their hood or collar tucked into their teeth. Oh, forget about it. Socks, right? If it's not matching, I can't talk to you. You have to have matching socks. I've even got socks with an L and an R, so I know that they're the same sock on the same foot. Right, so you give me judo, uh, so-called martial art, right? And all it is is a couple of guys or girls having a scrap, ripping their shirts out. They spend more time tucking in their shirts back into their belts than they do fighting. Oh, it's ridiculous. How is it even a sport? They're grappling their shirts, ripping out. Literally, the state they're in with their clothes, it's like they've gone 12 rounds with Muhammad Ali. But that's literally after the first 10 seconds. They come out looking real dapper, real nice. They've got their black belts. They've got their bloody judo sweaters and their, you know, their trousers. 10 seconds in, they've been dragged through a bush backwards. Oh, it's ridiculous. And, you know, every 10, 15 seconds, the commentator's like, oh, the competitors are just stopping here to readjust their tops. You think? It's bloody hanging down by their feet. Oh, God. Why? Who watches judo? Who watches judo? Boxing, I, I get. It's cool, you know, boxing. They used to do that Greco-Roman wrestling in there as well. But judo, ah, oh, it's crap, guys. Right, another one. Field hockey. Hockey, right? Ice hockey's cool. American sport, love it, okay? Floorball, good sport. Indoor hockey is good sport. But field hockey out in the Astro, it is just, to sum it up, it's lame, right? It's lame. For a start, the sticks aren't long enough. They're running around like they've got some kind of twisted spine. They can't stand up straight because the sticks are so bloody short. They're running around like a bunch of idiots, honestly. Who, who do they think they are? Bloody... Hunchback of Notre Dame just stooped over. So they've got that. They need longer sticks. They're absolute nutters, right? Have you seen the free kicks in the hockey when they stood in the goal? And some guy's twatting a bloody rock-hard kilo ball. And they're all running at it full speed, going to block it with their faces. Oh, they're idiots. And then they're like, okay, it's just a hockey thing, isn't it? They're, just, they're in their own little sport. They've got these hockey goals, and they have to be different. So they put, like, these one-metre-high boards at the base of the goal what's that about just make it all on the net why do you need a big wooden board at the bottom there must be a reason if we've got any hockey listeners i'd love to know and then you've got this beautiful astro pitch right i love playing any sport on astro it's great but hockey they're like right we've got this beautiful astro let's cover it in water why are they watering the pitch it's not going to grow it's plastic grass they're just deluded oh hockey hockey and judo should not be in the olympics Absolute waste of time, right? England even won gold at the last Olympics in hockey. The women's couldn't care less. It's a it's a poor man's ice hockey is what it is. It's a poor it's a poor man's any spot. It's crap, right? So that can go. Oh, hell of a rant, hell of a rant. This. Um, don't think there's any other events that I really hate as much as judo and hockey. Um, I I love the velodrome events on the uh, on the bikes. 
that's always good fun. But there's that one in there that's just a bit bizarre, really, that I just think they could do without. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know what the name of the event is. I should have done my research. But there's, like, all the, the cyclists, like 10, 20 of them, quite a lot of them, in the velodrome. And they've got that one little pleb sat at the front on this weird little bike, like, Boris bike thing. And he sits at the front, and he's going painfully slow, and he's got all the cyclists bunched up behind him, and he starts, it's just, they call him the pace bike, or, I can't remember what the name is, there's some weird name for it, and he just, they do like a hundred laps, and he's just sat at the front, it's bizarre, but who, how do you get that job, you know? Oh, I competed at the Olympic Games, oh really, what do you do? I rode the pace bike in the velodrome, you know, how do you get that, do you have to train for it? Oh, this is, uh... Gary Johnson from England, great pace rider. Honestly, the most, the best pace you've seen in all the Olympics. Weird, pace, pace bike rider. You know, it's a job for me. To be fair, I'd love that because you're at the front, aren't you? I'd be, oh, I'd be all over it. I'd be like, oh, oh, I'm beating Bradley Wiggins and beating them all. If I was that pace bike rider, I'd probably just uh, screw them all over. Wrong from the get go, just jet off max speed. Be like, I'm winning this race, boys. Boys, I'm winning a race. I'm not a pace bike rider anymore. I'm an Olympic gold medalist with a Nokia phone in my medal. But uh, yeah, I would just go for it. Why not? There's no rules, is there? Probably not. But uh, I think that's going to do it. I can't really rant anymore about events. Um, I do, like I don't get me wrong, I do love all the Olympic events. I think they're great. The athletes, commendable what they do. I just hate judo and hockey and the pace bike rider. Um, but yeah, I think we'll just uh, go into the events that I've created. Right, so uh, these are my events I'd like to uh, put forward to the Olympic Committee. The first one is a swimming-based event. A uh, slight alteration on the uh, current format. Um, and it's kind of loosely based on the gymnastics and the way that they do a team event. So obviously the men's team event... They do the rings, the, uh, the vault, I think it's called, the saddle horse, whatever it's called, the weird ones. And then the girls do the bar the beam, uh, the bars, uh, they do the floor thing, and my favourite, when they have the prop with the ribbon and the ball, whatever. So, you know, it's the whole team event. Uh, now, what I'd like to put forward is a swim team, or team swim, I haven't really thought of the name yet but a team swim event all right so a team of four um you can do men's team women's team and then a mixed team right so but it's a maximum of four so um, imagine you've got adam pt tom daly wait what tom daly is a diver wow here we go so you have your team of four and they all compete in swimming so there's four strokes, breaststroke, freestyle, butterfly, backstroke. So each team member does a race, say 50 metres or 100 metres in that discipline. They also do a team medley. There's a lot of swimming involved here, guys. Uh, so yeah, they do their team medley as well. And then, not only do they do the swimming, all four of those same athletes compete in the diving. So you've got your one metre spring, three metre spring. I think it's a seven metre platform and ten metre platform, right? So all four of them compete in a different event of that, and you can do, throw in some synchronized stuff. Okay, here we go. And then all four of them, right, play water polo 
So they've got their games of water polo going on. One keeper, three out, four aside. So you've got a little round robin tournament as well as the swim and the diving. And then the final is a synchronised swim. Oh, can you imagine? So you've got Tom Daly. I reckon he's a cracking swimmer as well as a diver, right? So he's he's doing a bloody... I reckon he's, he's a backstroke kind of guy. Don't know why, but he'll do a backstroke, right? And then he does his dives, which is his main event. Then he goes into water polo, could be a good goalkeeper, whatever. And then synchronised swimming, oh, it'd just be fabulous. So that's my team swim event. If anyone has any other suggestions, please email me at uh, cabin3podcast at gmail.com. But the team swim is uh, it's kind of the warm-up to what I consider the main event which they should have in the Olympics. It's the Olympiad. That's all we're calling it, the Olympiad. Because I don't want to call it Mr. Mr. Olympia and exclude the women, because women are going to compete in this as well. But every Olympic, there's the Olympiad event that goes on, right? And it's a combination of every single event, or sport, I should say. Because there's about 300 or, or 400 different events, but there's only about 30, I think it's 33 different sports. So it's a combination of all 33. Okay. Now, I haven't really ironed out all the creases, but I've got so far, and these are some suggestions I have. So imagine, start of the Olympics is, is going to be the start of the Olympiad, right? And this goes on throughout. You do it in segments, so you're not going to bust out all the events in one go, but you definitely do it at least five or six in segments, you know, like pentathlons, but throughout all the events, okay? So it starts off, right, on top of the 10-metre high dive okay you have the olympiad competitor up there so from england sam stewart sam stewart here with the olympiad event some of his weaknesses he's worked on this off season would be the field hockey and judo uh two events that he dislikes the most his uh main strengths would be swimming rowing and the cycle event let's see how he fares in this year's olympiad sorry i just get a bit carried away living in the moment so yeah, imagine this. It's the start of this Olympics, Olympiad. The lights are down. We're in the pool arena. Top of the high dive. The 10 metres, right? The 10 metre platform. I'm up there. There's three other dudes up there with me. Wait, what? Who? Who is the, Who are these guys? I'll tell you. One of them's a boxer. One of them's a taekwondo. One of them's a judoer, right? I've got to go three rounds. One minute against each of them. I'm going to knock the hell out of them or probably just get beat up. One minute against each each three, okay, on top of the 10-meter platform. So not a big arena, like, ring to, to fight in. It's all points-based in the Olympics as well. So I'm just going for points, as many points as I can get against them, but the three different disciplines. As soon as I've done that, I stripped down. Well, I would have stripped down because I did judo last and my shirt's probably been ripped off. Uh, sorry. Um, then you go straight into a 10-meter high dive, okay? I dive into the pool. And then continue straight on into 50 meter freestyle. Okay, so think of this, right? I've gone three rounds with these guys, got the piss beat out of me, into a dive, adrenaline, right? Straight into a swim, out of breath. Climb out the other end, dripping wet. Some guy hands me a gun, shotgun, right? I do my clays, I shoot like five clays inside. Okay, hey, how good would that be? Dripping wet? It'll just really add something to it, okay? 
And then this is what I want to do with it. Any transition to like a next area or event, it's got to be a power walk. I love a power walk. I actually consider myself a pretty good power walker. I wish I'd taken it more seriously as a child. I still do it in my spare time. But yeah, you hand the gun back to the guy, straight away you're mincing. You're power walking to the next area. You hop straight onto the bike. It's kind of like a, a road bike, but a mountain bike as well, like a hybrid. And you're cycling. Bit of a road segment. Then you're working up into a hill climb up to this mountain. You get to the top of the mountain, you do a bit of mountain biking at the top. Once you've done all that, this is all done for time. Once you've done all that, you hop off into a kayak and the kayak down white water rapids down the mountain right through all the rings and the poles and stuff you do all that get to the bottom to the flat water hop in a rower and you row boom end of day one Whew. oh what how good does this sound guys right so that's day one day two we open up with the triple threat oh no actually i'll squeeze in one more the quad threat all right, here we go. You have a, a massive field. It's huge, okay? And you start at one end with a shot put. You wang your shot put as far as you bloody can. Wherever it lands, you run to. You grab a javelin. You heave your javelin as far as you can, okay? Wherever that lands, you get your hammer, the ball on the string. Why do they call it a hammer? It's a ball, it's a, it's a mace, a ball on the string, all right? And then you bloody fling that round as far as you can down this field and wherever that lands you grab the frisbee thing the discus and you bloody chuck that as far as you can so you've done all four of the field events in one none of this faffing around with rounds you how good would that be right and then you get points for your total distance covered imagine if it got to some some era when there's just like this beast and he throws all four for a total of like 10k like 10 kilometers or something. It would be just amazing. Oh, the Olympiad event is just heating up, guys. Oh my God. So wherever your discus lands, they would place some weights in the barbell and you go straight into like a weightlifting discipline, right? So a clean and jerk, whatever you, whatever you call it. And then that's the end of day two. So day two is quite a, it's a rest day, really. You've got your four field events and a power lift at the end but that covers a lot of covers a lot of ground in more ways than one all right so that's day two day three it's going to be the hardest day i feel um i mean i haven't really like i said i haven't ironed out all the sports you know but this is going to be a tough day so you're on the track it's a track day you're going to do every single running event over the course of a marathon now if, if that doesn't make sense, just imagine running 26 miles around the track, right, for time. So you're going to do try and do that in your best time. But within that, you have to do every element of uh, of the of the running events. So you may start your marathon off, you're going around, and be like, right, on the second lap, you're going to time me to do 100 metres. So you don't stop running at any point but you're gonna absolutely bury it and go for a 100 meter sprint, okay? And so once you've done that, you continue running around the track. You're still clocking up your 26 miles. Right, a few laps, get your breath back. I'm 200 meters, boom, you're gonna do that, okay? A few laps, oh, I'm gonna go 400, 800. You know, you, you're racking through them. A lot of strategy could be involved here. You might just get all your sprints done right at the start, fresh legs, 
or you've got to do, so you've got your 1, 2, 4, 8, 5k, 10k, plus you're doing your marathon, then you've got your hurdles. Now, I'd love to see someone do their hurdles at the end. 20, you know, they've done 25 miles, then they've got the 100-meter hurdles. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Jelly legs! Oh, it'd be so good. But that would be your day three. Now, I could go on and on about this, uh, but you get the idea. I just feel like an Olympiad event would be what the world wants. And you just have this godlike athlete that has just done it all. Done it all. You can have someone that's amazing in every event, like world class. Oh, it's just brilliant. I think that's going to do it for the Olympics. Uh, I, I, I am going on on this episode. It's quite a lot to take in. So we'll just go with a, a quick boat update here on Cabin Boat update. Where am I in the world? It's my new jingle for the boat update. Uh, yeah, so we have finished pretty much a very long and grueling week with guests. It was, uh, it's been a weird one, actually. At one point I ended up in drag. Uh, I was in Monaco, dressed as a diva. Uh, I'm not complaining, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Um, and what else have we done? Yeah, it's just been manic, guys. Being absolutely manic. Scuba diving for watches. Like I say, dressed in drag. There's another thing I won't do for guests. I don't think I have a limit. I haven't found it yet, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we're actually cruising down to Barcelona. you got to say it with a lisp. It's part of the, uh, part of the lingo. Barcelona. Uh, where we'll be for a few days before carrying on with guests and doing all the Balearic Islands. So, yeah, we're getting there. I think we've got about a month to go, four weeks to go, and uh, and we'll be finished for the season and back to Barcelona where we'll be in the yard. Um, and that's pretty much it, really. Uh, nothing much else has changed, nothing to report. All is good, all is good on board. Just a bit more tired, that's all. But anyway, podcast is going great, guys. Thanks again for listening. Um, I've got to say, I don't know if I can be bothered to do the social media thing. I've done one post on Instagram and I've got a Twitter account. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy I enjoy recording and putting it out there, but I don't enjoy the... It's a lot of faff, really, isn't it? So I don't know if I'm going to be pushing these social media channels. It's just not really worth my time, to be honest. The podcast is the priority. Nothing else matters. Uh, like I say, next week, we're going to go into yachting. My first venture in uh, talking about yachting. And it's going to be how to get a job in yachting. I'll give you some stories of where I went wrong, possibly. Definitely, actually. Where I went right. Big hot topic for me, CV writing. Um, so if anyone's looking to get into yachting, I'll give you some tips and tricks with CVs. And people will be like, but hold on a minute. How does he know about CVs and how to write them? He's got no experience. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, one basic thing. I've got a job. So I'm obviously doing something right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be next week. So uh, I'm probably going to post this in all the, uh, the yachting pages on Facebook and whatnot. And my listeners are going to rock it up. I'm probably going to go from about 30 to 40, I reckon. Small marginal gains, that's what we like here at Cabin 3 Podcast. But it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. You've been listening to the Cabin 3 Podcast. I've been your host, Sam Stewart, and you have been with me in Cabin 3. Play the music! Cabin 3 on the 70s. Cabin 3.
won't you come with me? I'm your host, and my name's Hamster, from Cabin Tea, Cabin Tea.